Hey everyone, welcome back to We Talk Footy. It's the round three recap. My name's Joel and I'm joined once again by Jay. Jay, how's it going, mate? Yeah, I'm doing well. Doing well today. It was a bit of a sad day. Today was the service for Royce, so that was something that happened. It's never never good fun with those. But um, other than that, I'm doing well. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. I've uh, recovered from our uh, tribute to Royce uh, last week with the Hawthorne-Geelong 08 Grand Final. Uh, so ready to get into the weekend's matches, which weren't too great for us, but uh, we're going to review them nonetheless in 1.75 speed. And we'll just skip the West Coast game and pretend uh, Brisbane I just won could. by cheating. I wish we could. Why couldn't it have been us against Essendon? Yeah, oh well. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to start off with the Thursday night match. It's Richmond v Hawthorne at the G. Let's get it underway. So you watched this game or not? Uh, yeah. I, I generally try and tune into the Thursday and Friday matches, so I watched the start of it. I probably zoned out during the second half. Because <laughs> I, I kind of turned it on a little bit here and there, yeah. but I spent most of the time listening to it on the radio because I was doing other stuff around the house. and. I just, the first quarter when I looked at the score and I was like, oh, it's one twelve, okay, that's fine. And then next minute, as yeah. we're coming up to it, it was just like, what the hell's going on? Where, where is Richmond? Yeah, it's basically a carbon copy of their match last week against Collingwood. Hawks just blitzed them in the first quarter. And basically just through game plan, they were possess possessing the ball and doing setting themselves up perfectly. There was no... It, it almost feels like there's no intent or pressure from Richmond. They're just getting ripped apart. Mm. Well, we should point out that uh, Mark, Dusty Martin was missing for the Tigers. But one player shouldn't make a team. I think just uh, I mean, go. Reigning premiers to go a point in the first quarter. Mm. Well, they did similar last week. Well. Yeah, but you, you got two of the strongest forwards. You know, some would argue Lynch is probably the strongest tall forward at the moment. Yeah. But you still got to get it down there, don't you? And you can see there, Jack. I don't know Re about Jack Rewalt the course. frustration. I think that's fair enough. But, yeah. A little cheeky elbow to the bloody ribs as you're coming through. That was. That was a good one, that, but they just... You think, you're talking reigning premiers have got two goals, one point, for a whole half of the game. Yeah. I thought Patton did pretty well yeah, for his coming Patton, back. Former giant. Probably one of the main, uh, main things Hawthorne needed as well. Yeah. With him and Wingard. Yeah, Chad Wingard with a few goals in this match. He was one of those players who seemed like he was going to be like this breakout star when he was playing early on for Port Adelaide, but he kind of just plateaued for a number of years, didn't he? I, I don't know if he plateaued or if it was just the team around him, but then Port Adelaide had a pretty good midfield. Mm. It wasn't the best, but it was still pretty good. Yeah. It was that like attacking small forward type who could have a run in the midfield as well. 
Oh, that kick. <laughs> this kick yeah. so I watched the um, American guy that goes for Collingwood about this, and even he was taking the piss out of Richmond for this too, and he's like, I just couldn't believe he missed that kick. Like, how do you miss that shank? Yeah. But, I mean, the game plan that Hawthorne implemented, they just held the ball when they needed to. Uh, obviously, they've got the passing game that we've modelled our game style on. Yeah. Although, who knows where that's gone this year. We'll get to that. But it picked Richmond apart. So, And we've seen that before with Richmond. Like Collingwood have been able to do it with them. Yep. We've done it to them. Yeah, so... But the weather conditions didn't favour that style of play. It was very chaotic when it was in the Ford 50. It was contested, fast-moving, and... Yeah, well, that's the Richmond game style. is chaotic, so... But their defenders were nowhere to be found. They just let them down. Like, Hooley couldn't even have a breakout. Is Dusty that important to them? Uh, I, he's important, but I wouldn't have said that him out, that they should they would be performing like that. Right, let's move on to the Friday Night Clash. Alright, and at Marvel Stadium on the Friday night, it was the Bulldogs who were winless in their first two games up against the Giants. Do you reckon the dogs are coming back now? That they're going to do another 2016 in this <laughs> season? Well, wouldn't go that far, but they needed a performance like this and... I'm taking you didn't catch any of it. No, nah, I didn't see this one. I only no. saw saw the um, final score and just read through the reports. So. Yeah. You can see here early the Giants are really getting stuck into Bottom Pelly, trying to ruffle him up. Yep. But, uh, that, that, that game plan never works against the Bulldogs. Every time they try that, mm. they just play harder because of it. Yeah. I certainly didn't put any, any of them off. They were just straight into it. Look at that. Yeah. Look at his hair. How glorious is that? <laughs> yeah. I th Giants have been disappointing. Yeah. Probably almost as disappointing as us since we've uh, come back from this layoff. I don't know. I'm going to just say and agree because you've cut out for me. Oh, it's probably me just cutting out verbally rather than yeah. any technical. No, because it froze as well. So. Oh, but, um, okay. but yeah, no, they, they have been disappointing. But I think it's a carryover from the grand final, you know. Well, they still good form in round one many months ago against the Cats. Uh, we had good form as well, and that was yeah. with all the pre-season training and everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely haven't been a side that have horrible kick come back well off this long layoff. Yeah, that was a good tackle. Who did the Bulldogs play last week? It was St Kilda, wasn't it? Yeah, they got ripped apart by Saints. Yeah. Is Toby Green playing? Uh, I think he was out, but yeah. The Giants had a few players out, actually. They had Green out, Josh Kelly, Tim Taranto's out for the season, I think. I think there may have been someone else. Taranto. He's probably one of the current all-star players for the, you know, the league. Yeah. Look at this. This guy's just like, yeah, everyone else, you fight. I'm going to kick golf. 
I thought you were going to say it. I'm just going to draw another tattoo on my bloody arm and leg like I'm in high school. Yeah. Oh, the hatred between these two clubs, given how, you know, like short a time GWS yeah. has been around for, is hilarious. <laughs> I love the cutout crowd. Look at him, see him? Cut out crowd. Yeah. This goal. Would you want your face on one of those cutouts, Jay? Um, only if I could be given the finger with my tongue out, so I try and put the players off. Or you know, like if it, you know, you, you know, basketball. It's like if you know halfway through when they go to kick, my face just changes and it psychs them out. All right, well, that's the Friday night match. Very exciting. Let's move on to Saturday. Down to Marvel Stadium once again. This time it's Sydney and North Melbourne. I think this is kind of where North went back to their old tricks of just playing like shit. <laughs> like it wasn't a like a, a bad loss, but yeah. given their current form, you would have thought that they would have taken the win. Yeah, especially uh, going up to Sydney, knocking off the Giants. Pretty convincingly. Yeah, they got the first couple of goals in this match, it looks like. Why did he do that? Why did he step off his line and then not just like a boot it to someone or try and snap it? Uh, oh, Sydney are just annoying, aren't they? Uh. Oh, that's a free. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a free. That overall. Yeah. What's that? 15? <laughs> no. Like, some of these umpires do need to go to spec savers, I think. They need to invent a football that, uh, <laughs> it, lights, sound. it lights up, like, after it travels a certain distance, so you can program it. Okay, we want it to go, once it goes 15 meters, it will light up, so we know. It just flashes, like, strobes hard orange, so it blinds the players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, good hand. That's a good handball. Oh, how many Papley type players do they have? Too many. Yeah. They always bloody have those type of players. See, you look at North Melbourne's score, like, was it just accuracy that cost them? Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess so, given they're 5 11. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty bad. But. It's not like he's done anything wrong. Ooh. It's just an unfortunate fall. Yeah. Uh, he actually, it's just the way he's collided with the players, so it's nothing wrong there at all. That was high though. What's <laughs> <laughs> 
This is like, you know, I remember going back to the days of Barry Hall, that everyone would get up in Barry Hall's face, but yet nobody wanted to actually take him on. And like, you know, there was a few players like that, you know, throughout the years where it's like, I'll get up in your face, but if you take a swing, I'm getting out of here. I'm not going to take a swing back. So I don't, one, don't want to get suspended, and two, I'm worried I won't knock you out. <laughs> the funny thing is, the one player he did swing a punch at was just standing placidly next to him. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, they've done pretty well getting most of that out. Like, look at the score. Like, it was... Uh, it was pretty close, actually, score-wise. Yeah, well, they kicked three goals in the last and nothing. Sydney are now, what... Was that their first win? No, second win. Yeah, well, they're climbing that ladder back to the grand final. Like, all of them keep saying, oh, Sydney's gonna... Sydney's <laughs> gonna be there. They're gonna win it. All right, let's move down to the MCG. <laughs> So the Pies and the Saints at the G. Don't even feel bad. Don't kill the supporters. <laughs> so Collingwood are pretty comprehensive winners in this. What do you reckon? Early flag favourites? Oh, they've still been the favourites, I think, after what they for Richmond, but then Richmond shut them down as well and they couldn't score, so... Yeah. If it works, you know, they, they play well. That's the thing. But when it's not on their... their term, they kind of struggle a bit to bring it back like that. That pressure seems to get to them at the wrong times. Yeah. But, you know, they've got Grundy. He, he is probably the best runner in the game. Yeah. But right now, I, you know, Nick Nett's playing better because he's still in managed minutes and he's, he's mm. just not clicking. Whereas for Grundy, he's performing well. He kicked goals. He came for what? 5% of it? I had this thought the other day. And I don't know how much value it carries down because I've heard it in a number of places now. In that Ruckman are overrated in the modern game. Uh, I reckon yes, but I think it depends on what what is the Ruckman doing. You know, if they're playing just that trick ball, all they can do is tap the ball and that's it. Yeah. Whereas you think Grundy runs, he plays as another midfielder, he'll tackle and he can score. Like he's, he's not just a tall guy who taps. I think if you go through all the star ruckmen of the last 20 years, not many of them played in premierships. No. But I kind of feel like Grundy plays a little similar to how Cox used to, you know? He's just yeah. that extra player. Yeah. I mean, Nick Nat is, but injury-wise. Oh, look. Collingwood should remember that sort of kick out very well in the intercept, because that happened against them and cost them a goal. There's <laughs> not much to this. It's ripped the second quarter apart, as expected. And they yeah. played everything right. Look at that shit. Yeah, well, Collingwood's strength is going to be their, their midfield run, isn't it? Yeah. So. 
There you go, took care of business fairly easily. A little lackluster second half though. God. Yeah, this is the game I want to see the highlights for. Yeah, alright, we'll reluctantly go up to the Gabba next. No, we're not going to skip this one, Jay. <sighs> so you watched the whole game. I caught about, I don't know, 10 minutes of it. Just uh, watched the whole thing anyway. Let's just see how it went down. Brisbane and West Coast. And we actually... actually didn't start too badly in this one. Well, our first half, we're definitely a lot better than last week. Oh, we got what, the first goal or first two goals? Uh, yeah, I mean, we really should have gone into the quarter time with a at least a three goal lead. See, look, they just got that, that mark with like four seconds to go in the first quarter. Yeah, okay. I mean, Shuey probably could have put a bit more pressure on that, but I don't think there was much else he could do. So I was like, of course they'd get that goal. Of course. Good play there by Kelly and good kick into Ryan. Ryan, I think, is going to be one of our best small forwards. Oh, yeah. So that was weak there by Hearn. Hearn's off. I, Hearn is almost in fucking admitted form at the moment. Hmm. The thing about our players is they hit a wall when they get into their thirties. That tackle there was not dangerous. The player played on it and he should be fined for pretending to be more hurt than he was because that's what we've been trying to stop. Yeah. That's Rotham going off, was it, or Brander? I don't know. It's too fast. I can't keep up. It look the same. But yeah, you're right. They they seem to do. They just seem to. I don't know if it's loss of interest or if they just like there Hearn again didn't mm. did nothing there he could have spoiled he just sat there and waited for it to go into his hands mm. yeah, I was just saying before that yeah our players hit a wall when they hit their 30s at some point like they can have a great season and then the next season they're just done yeah I think this would be Hearn's last season, personally. Yeah, I think him and Kennedy. <sighs> Scully, I'm a bit hit and miss with because he's just got his fitness back so well, and we kind of still need him. Mm. Well, as far as I know, Schofield's only just around as a you know break in case of emergency backup. Yeah, but he's our best lockdown defender still. Yep, and he's. A massive, no, nothing against Shepard, you know, Shep, amazing player, but, oh, my goal, but, you know, see, this is this, but yeah, Scully was, was one of the biggest reasons why we won that grand final. Oh, what a prick, buddy, Chris Fagan. Nah, he's alright. This bloody game is over, they go four goals up and he's pumping his fists in the air, like a wanker. Yeah. I hate that. It was a close game, fine, but game's over. And then when they get thrashed, he'll just go, oh, the boys are still growing and they're still learning. Right. He's, on, he's on my list now, Jay. Alright, so that's the Brisbane Eagles game. Let's get the fuck out of here. Alright, down to the uh, 
GMBCAB two-pack stadium, whatever the hell it's called, and it's Geelong and Carlton, and this was a bit of a nuts sort of uh, game for the most part, where the Blues just oh, stormed to a big lead. Yeah, I mean, Eddie, they're all just playing well, so... I reckon um, Carlton getting bets back is a huge, huge thing for them. Look at he's still just in there. I think in this game, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to judge with uh, players like Betts who are you know, obviously in their twilight. But still got the. Still got that talent, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just crazy good. He's a good role, but all right, Carlton. Again, it looks like Carlton have a game plan, and that was the difference. Where Geelong went out to just play their style with their skill, and it failed. Them. Yeah. Carlton looked like they formulated a game plan to play against Geelong. Yeah. I said that before. Yep. But we don't have that in our arsenal. So if we hit a slump, we're kind of stuffed. And I think Geelong's in the same boat too, because, you know, Chris Scott's been so used to having such a talented, strong side for so long that the game plan has sort of not been... Yeah. I think, though, he can pull out a game plan every now and then. I remember him doing yeah. one, I think it was against, who was it against? It was in the finals, not last year, not the year before, maybe the year before that. He had some move of Dangerfield to full forward or something like that, and had a particular game plan. Yep. Well, they did actually have that game plan against us in the... Uh, semi, la semi final yeah, last year as yeah. well. Basically, just body, body Nick and body everyone in the mid, and then yeah, don't, yeah. don't go for the They definitely game planned us in that match. And it worked, and that's what happened with us with Brisbane as well. They weren't going for the, they weren't trying to win the tap out. They were just trying to body, body Nick and stop him from running. And same with Chewy and Kelly. Mm. They almost had their own little miracle, didn't they, Geelong, with their comeback? Almost. Ooh. God. That was a good dive. I reckon they're the best. They're the best ones to watch when you see the defender or any player like leg it back and actually get the hand. <laughs> yeah, what a nightmare it would have been had uh, someone gotten up and won. Yeah. Yeah, look at him. Good on, good on the Blues for that. That was a good win by them. Really good play. I mean, shit luck fourth quarter though to get a point. <laughs> yeah, but they had enough and they held on. So good win for them. Let's move on to the Sunday games. And Metricon Stadium again, two weeks in a row, the Gold Coast get to host one of the hub sides. This time it's Adelaide. 
Gold Coast on the way up with uh, pick one and two and everything else that, you know, the AFL can give them just like they did with GWS. Keep pouring money into them and giving them everything they want, they'll get good eventually. Yep. Now, obviously, Gold Coast much improved. Adelaide, though. They're in trouble. They're sinking like a real heavy turd, aren't they? Yeah, because it's, it's not just form, it's everything. There's yeah. nothing that that whole club is just in trouble. Yeah. So I think they'll do a big clear out of everyone yeah. at some point. They're going to have to. Yeah, we think guys like Walker, Gibbs, a few others. What about Sloan? He's getting on as well. Yeah, they got the, what are the twins or the brothers? Oh, the Crouch brothers. Yeah. I think the best thing they could have done was both just pack up and go elsewhere to another club. Yeah. But they're good, they're good players too, that's the thing. Yeah, but they're, something both, they're both plotters. They're kind of like having had two Matt, Matt Prittises like we did in 2017. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You can tell that the uh, the number one pick that Gold Coast got, that young guy they just showed then with the red face, oh, is um, yeah. going to get Rising Star. Rao. Yeah, he'll get Rising Star, I reckon. For the year, yeah. Yeah, he's just dominating performance against us, dominating performance here. I mean, next week they play Frio, yeah. I think. So it's it's going to be interesting when they go up against another like Jesus. strong midfielder. The scoreline. Yeah, no, they just the accuracy. But prior to COVID, their pre-game or whatever you call it, you know, the friendly matches. Yeah. Their their accuracy was really good. So it looks like beating us, they got some mojo and they've sort of carried that through. Mm. Uh, interesting to see if maybe in hindsight losing the Gold Coast might not have been as terrible as we first thought. Yeah. We'll see how they go though. L losing to Gold Coast by the, what was it? Five? What was it? 45 points? Or something? Yeah. About seven goals. Like it's a huge score, and for where we should be, it's still pretty bad. Yeah, it's I mean, bad. Adelaide... It is bad. It's not as bad as this, but Adelaide are not on the same level as us. No, They've just got a lot of rebound. And the fact that they went scoreless for the first quarter. And one goal to three-quarter time. Yeah, they're in trouble. Alright, let's go and see the final match of the round. And the second game at Metricon is Fremantle and Port Adelaide. Which I believe is a Fremantle home game? I don't know. I don't think it matters anymore. They started alright, but I don't know if Port are just playing good footy or if everyone else just hasn't adapted to... And Port secretly were training breaking <laughs> COVID rules, so... Maybe. But, uh, There's five getting in. Yeah. 
Fremantle led at quarter time, and then the, the rain came in the second quarter, and Port Adelaide sort of dominated, and Fremantle didn't even get inside 50 until almost half time. So it was almost like some sort of record, apparently. It's, it's hard, I think, for us WA teams because we just don't see a lot of rain. Mm. So, you know, you play it in a 40 degree day and you watch Port, most teams all collapse and die on the field. Yeah. So basically, start, well, starting the season in the middle of the winter is not ideal for us. Mm -mm. We need heaps of time to climatize and build up and realize that, you know, not everything's lovely. That was a horrible fend off. Ah, I miss you, Lysa. People kind of forgot. Charlie Dixon was uh, clunking a few good strong marks as well. He's got his form back. Yeah, he makes a difference when he's providing that forward target. Yeah. Because they've got players like Gray in that forward line who can sneak goals. And... Yeah, they just got hammered with the rain, didn't they? Mm. I love it when it rains in football matches. Feels like it doesn't rain as much as it used to. Well, if you go there, you're going to upset some of the client. The climate deniers, Joel, be very careful. It always seems to avoid football games. Like, rains before, it rains after. I want to see torrential rain during football matches. Watch them all sliding around in puddles and shit. What happened here? I actually thought Freo were going to be... I mean, to be honest, I, I would have thought Freo would have been a better spot and I thought same for us, but it just looks like the... the whole break with COVID really ruined both teams. Yeah. I don't know, I think Fremantle have done alright. I didn't think they'd be much better than what they are. Got a new coach. A lot of young players. That's, that's what you want to see from Fife, isn't it? No, I don't, really. No. Yeah, but I mean, as, as a team or anyone in the sport, when you you know when he's put on the pedestal he is, that's what you expect him to do is those sort of plays. So, 6-5 to 10-10, that's... Yeah, that basically, that whole second quarter cost him. Yeah. Again, another low-scoring second half for both teams. Yeah, that's the round. Obviously, we didn't have the Melbourne Essendon game due to the Conor McKenna COVID issue. Did you see the um, footage of him just spitting and blowing his nose everywhere while he was on the <laughs> I didn't see the, I didn't see the video. Training? I've heard about it, no. Yeah. It's just like... And everyone's like, oh, Wusher's a pharmacist, you should know. And it's like, the guy went to home open homes because he needs to get rent, and he went to families, things like that. Like, he broke what he was supposed to not do. It's like he just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can see a long time suspended for breaking sort of protocols there, right? Maybe. Oh, God, it's gross to see Essendon fall. Why are they not? It should have been recorded as a loss for them and a win for Melbourne. Mm. Well, they've only, after the whole investigation, they're only 
isolating the two players as well. Yeah, I heard I heard the CEO talk about that. It's like, oh, well, we did the testing and it worked. It's like, oh, my God, mate, you're a fuckwit. So also, it can take two weeks to show symptoms and you've just done testing. You don't even know how long he's had it for. All right, let's take a look at the ladder. We've got Port Adelaide undefeated, top of the ladder, massive percentage. Uh, we've got Collingwood in second spot, again, undefeated, but one of those is a draw. The Suns, Gold Coast, up in third spot. Pretty happy with that, wouldn't they? Yeah, well, it lasts. Yeah. Bombers in fourth. Brisbane, fifth. North, Sydney, Hawthorne round out the eight, all with two wins. Then we got the outside the eight teams. Richmond just outside on one win and a draw and a loss. Then we've got the one and two teams. Geelong, Saints, Giants, Carlton, Melbourne, although they don't have two losses, they're just 1-1, one one. they haven't played their third match yet. And us, the well, Bulldogs are worse Dogs. than us, so at least we're not the worst of that pack. And undefeated, uh, sorry, un, what's the opposite Winless. of undefeated, winless. I'm trying to think of a word that started with un that would describe it. You're just going to say, and the defeated team. <laughs> the defeated teams. Fremantle, Adelaide on the bottom. Could they win their first wooden spoon this year? They've never won one. Adelaide. Yep. Interesting. Alright, let's move on to round four Next matches. Week. We've got the Thursday night match, which is... Sydney and the Bulldogs at the SCG. What's your thoughts on that one, Jay? I don't know. That's a hard one. Because I don't... I think the Dogs play pretty well there, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's a toss of the coin, I think. You'd say in Sydney, Sydney's a safer bet, but... I think the Bulldogs can go up there and do it. I think they might have found a bit of their run. Hi, Joe. Yeah. It'll probably only be a two, two, three goal game though. That's mm. well, what they both sort of seem to be capable of. Hopefully, it's an exciting game. We haven't gotten too many in Thursday, Friday nights for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Friday night match: Giants hosting Collingwood. It's got to be a big match for the Giants. They'll they'll want to come out breathing fire. Yeah, but I'll, I'd probably go with Collingwood for this one because they'll want to try and have that chance if there is a grand final, you know. That's what they're thinking about now. Yeah. Okay. Saturday, Ugh. Port and the Eagles at Metricon Stadium. With Port's current form and our lack of form and game plan, I would say Port Adelaide by five. But I kind of hope we just pull it together and come out with a strong win and leave Port Adelaide behind 80 points. Definitely going to have to do some something totally different to to get over the Port Adelaide in this one. Well, hopefully Port Port Adelaide are just off, and uh, we can play a lot better than what we have been. They're loving Metricon though. That's the problem. Yeah. All right. St Kilda and Richmond, Marvel Stadium. I think the Tigers are probably going to bounce back. Yeah, I'd say Richmond for this. I I just think the Saints are still too. All over the place. Yeah. All right. Essendon and Carlton at the MCG. COVID clash. 
I'll go Carlton for that. I just think Essendon's half the squad will die before they get there. <laughs> Actually, I think that, I don't even think that game will make it to air. To be honest, I think something else will happen with them. Yeah, I'd like to see Carlton get up in that one. Uh, be interesting to see how a week off affects Essendon. But, uh, that's a toss of the coin. I'll go Essendon. Okay, uh, and we're back up at Metricon on Saturday night, Gold Coast and Fremantle. Current form, I'm going to say the Suns, but I think this will be the game that Freo wins for their first. Yeah, I can see Gold Coast sort of dropping off a little bit, coming back to earth and Fremantle taking advantage. They're going to be in the lucky spot here. Yeah. Probably knock them off. Such is the way of the world that torments me. All right, Sunday games, Brisbane hosting Adelaide. Brisbane by five. We're going to expect Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane should get over them pretty easily. Melbourne and Geelong at the MCG. That'll be interesting. I'm going to go Geelong because of their loss to Carlton. Geelong don't do well after a loss like that. You know, they bounce back pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, I don't really rate Melbourne very highly either, so I'm going to say the Cats. And a week off as well, I think. It hurts any team at the moment in this current format. And rounding out the round, it's Hawthorne and North Melbourne at Marvel. I'd say the Hawks, but I think North Melbourne have to do something to sort of redeem themselves for this game just gone. Yeah, yeah, I think they both are probably around about the same sort of expectations-wise, maybe... You know, they're that middle-of-the-pack team coming into this year. But, yeah, I think Hawthorne will get over them. It's round four, Jay. Uh, Now, we've had some news, uh, apparently, regarding uh, how games are going to progress after the current allotted fixtures. Uh, I'm not sure if there's been an official announcement yet, but what I've heard is the Eagles and Fremantle will be staying up in the Gold Coast for one extra week. They've got round four, round five, and then they'll play round six up there. Yep. Eagles to pl- Eagles to play Adelaide. I believe Fremantle will be playing a visiting side, so probably a Victorian side will come up there to play. And then both sides will be coming back to Perth and playing a derby uh, in mid-July, apparently. And we've, we can have um, 30,000 spectators there as well or something, I think. Uh, I think by that point, it will be at the 60,000 allowance. Oh, shit. So that will be, that restriction will be lifted. Because basically they have to come in and quarantine for two weeks, but they can quarantine at home and they're going to be allowed to play each other during that time. Yep. They'll play each other. There'll be two visiting teams coming in to Perth to play each other as well while they quarantine. And then each play the Eagles and the Dockers over the next uh, couple of weeks after that. And then they'll have a rolling visiting uh, pair of teams coming in and doing a similar setup. So we could have some games in Perth for a big stretch, which is kind of exciting. Well, it's good for us. Hmm. And not just and not just Eagle Dockers games, other games as well. Let me get this straight. So they're going to bring them over. So we'll play against Rio. The other two will play against themselves, and then we'll switch. Yep. And then we bring in another two teams or another four teams. And then whatever it is, we play against them while they're quarantining. So we inf- they infect us, no, no, no. then those people go out into the crowd <laughs> and get infected. No, no, not infect us. So the two, the 
second lot of two teams will come in and play each other while we're probably playing our final allotment of games against the original two teams, right? Yeah. And then once that quarantine's been served, we'll be playing those two new teams and it'll be a rolling thing. Yeah. So given the way it's sort of been suggested, that could be, because it said, it basically said it'll be that situation until as it is necessary. So if they can't play games in Victoria, they're all coming over here. Well, I mean, we've got the second best stadium in Australia, so yeah. why not? They can suck it up for one season. Anyway, shall we wrap up this recap? Well, thanks for having me again. No problems. Thanks, Jay. Thank you, listeners. And uh, we'll put up some information on our Facebook page with what we're doing next. Uh, but enjoy the rest of your week. Bye.